everyone. It's Allie Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a look at the stock market today for Monday, April 24th, where it seemed like it was a little bit of the calm before the earnings storm this week, Justin. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, I mean, nothing really bad happened out there except for a few few uh, stocks here and there. But I think the thing that was most interesting was uh, a lot of decent looking action in some stocks, but man, there was just no volume to be had. So we'll take a look at a few, uh, including Hologic, and, mm -hmm. Southern Copper, and also a gold stock, uh, Alamos Gold. Yes, sounds like a plan. Well, first, let's take a look at the major indexes today. It does look like we finished with a mildly mixed session with the Nasdaq down about three tenths of a percent. The Russell also down about two tenths of a percent today. On the upside, the S&P 500 up one tenth of a percent and the Dow up two tenths of a percent today. So mild action, the Nasdaq down a bit, but it does look like it closed off lows with support continuing around the 21 day line and that 12,000 level. Yep, I think those are the areas to watch. Uh, and uh, it's also important that we kind of keep our eye on that February 2nd high of 12,269. We're just kind of, uh, we, we kind of skirted up there a couple times. So it'll be interesting to see if that's a level that we can get past. And if you actually bring that line to the left, you can kind of see that uh, that was an area of interest uh, mm -hmm. even back in September and June. So it, it's not just the recent action that we're, uh, watching this uh, level for. Um, but take a step back to the weekly chart and you can just see one of the things that I like that's happening in the indexes right now is a lot of tight action. So really tight right around that 12,000 level. Uh, and a lot of times when you see tight action like that, you kind of expect a break one way or the other. So it remains to be seen right. which way we get that. Uh, so not something I really want to anticipate and go very heavy on mm -hmm. ahead of time. It's more I'll wait until the market kind of shows its hand before I, right. uh, you know, put my money in. And as you as you mentioned, there's a lot of earnings that are going to be coming up over the next couple weeks. So as that deluge hits us, mm -hmm. uh, earnings often act as a catalyst for stocks. And as much as the volume has been lacking in a lot of names, earnings is something that does tend to bring volume with it. And so that might be something that can kind of um, spur some of the volume that we have been not seeing in a lot of areas lately. Right. It does seem like uh, the more results that we get out, especially this week, this is this is one of the big blockbuster earnings weeks. Uh, so it seems like traders might be able to better position themselves, uh, you know, a little bit better directionally once we start getting a little bit more clarity, because not only do we focus on earnings season uh, for the usual reasons, but right now there's so much focus on, uh, well, what's the macro like? What are these executives yeah. going to say? What are the projections going to be for the rest of the year? So I think, you know, we're all uh, waiting with bated breath to see what some of these big companies are going to say. Yeah, it's, it's really not going to be so much about the earnings, but I think a lot about the guidance, which a lot of times it is, you know, the truth is, I mean, um, but just as an example, uh, I mean, you had SMCI Super Microcomputer today that gave guidance and uh, that had a pretty, pretty ugly look right. to it. So, uh, you know, this is something where I think a lot of people are going to be looking at this guidance very closely to see, you know, hey, what what can the expectations be? Because as much as we've been talking inflation, 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 uh, there's a lot of talk of recession, recession, recession. That mm -hmm. is also a, a possibility out there and, and kind of looming a little bit larger right now. So that might make the earnings season uh, a little bit more in focus because of that future guidance. Yes. Okay. Well, now let's uh, quickly take a look at the S&P 500 as well, because we're seeing 
quiet action here too. So, uh, and supported the 10 day moving average, not even coming down to the 21 day line. So um, we've, we know the levels to watch there as well for the S&P. Here's a look at the Dow trading just under that 34,000 level of interest. We can even go all the way back for that one as well. We'll quickly take a look at IWM. Uh, forming a trading range here. It did have a death cross last week. That's not a leading indicator. This more of a, a lagging signal, but just underscores the weakness that we've seen for the Russell. We also want to take a look at the RSP ETF. This is the S&P 500 equal weighted ETF, which was up about two tenths of a percent today. So Justin, is this the you know, hope? We're finally seeing the equal weight outperforming uh, the S&P 500 by a mere one tenth of a, of a percent today, double the performance today. Should we uh, get excited here? Wait, wait, way to put that spin on it, Ali. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, you know what? What I was uh, more interested in is that we are getting above that 50-day moving average line. And again, right. there's a big disconnect between the strength in the indexes uh, that are market-weighted versus the strength in the indexes that are equal-weighted. Um, there has been a lot of the mega cap kind of doing the heavy lifting for these indexes and making them look maybe a little bit better than they deserve to. Uh, but RSP has has certainly been struggling a little bit, but I do like that it's gotten above that 50-day moving average line. And mm -hmm. one of the things that we were talking about on IBD Live uh, today is if you look at GMIAA and MarketSmith, this is something that shows you uh, the advanced decline line that has been improving here. And so uh, that's something that I like to see. And I think RSP is to a degree showing that there is improvement here. We still have a ways to go, um, but there is improvement here. Mm -hmm. And also, if you look at NYEXG, uh, just the fact that we are now seeing more new highs uh, over the last 10 days than new lows uh, mm -hmm. is is positive. Now, we, we need to get more of a gap there. You can see that we had some pretty big gaps between the new lows and the new, new highs uh, with the new lows strongly in favor. Um, I'd like to see that kind of get get flipped on its head with the blue line yeah. well above the pink line uh, to kind of really show, hey, we're, we're really making progress. New highs are mm -hmm. overwhelming the new lows. And I think that'll be a big difference. Yeah, a good, that would be a good sign that the bulls are back. So we right. want to we want to see that. Okay, we're going to take a look at a gold stock in a bit. But here's a look at the gold miners ETF GDX coming down to the 21 day line and finding support there. So after the strength that we saw, uh, basically all of March for gold and gold miners, it seems like a, a pullback is what we wanted, what we needed uh, yeah. to think about getting involved here. Yeah, and it was one of the worst performing groups. Uh, if you look at the gold, uh, the, the mining gold silver gems was one of the worst performing groups last week. But uh, again, as you said, look, we had a lot of a lot of weeks up in a row. It deserved a break, and you could look at this as kind of forming a handle. I like that GDX got support at the 21-day moving average line, and a lot of the components that we're looking at uh, got support right there too. So it's just a matter of now, can we see a strong bounce? Um, yeah. You know, and 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 can some volume come in? You know, because yeah. as you can see from the ETF, and we'll get there later too. Uh, not much volume in the ETF today. Mm -hmm. Good stuff there. Okay, two more ETFs for us to take a look at. SMH, it's at this critical juncture still. Is it going to bounce strongly off of this key fifty-day line, or is it going to continue to see erosion below that level? Uh, we don't get a lot of chip earnings until next week. We will hear from Intel later this week. We'll have to see what they say, but it could be a critical 
next couple of weeks for chip stocks. Yeah. And chips are just, I mean, they're so important to the economy and kind of what, um, you know, what, what's going on in tech, growth, et cetera. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I would like to see it kind of hold here. You know, getting getting support at the 50-day moving average line, I think could be uh, pretty important. Um, but it, you know, just because I want that to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen. So the, here again, I have to be very careful not to be overly committed to what I want to happen. I have to just kind of wait and see what is the market going to do here? What is What are these stocks? What are the leaders going to do? Um, you know, a lot of people have been watching NVIDIA. That's been, mm -hmm. you know, by, by far one of the best uh, stocks out there. It's it's not giving up much ground at all. It's, it's right there at its 21-day moving average line. So whenever looking at these groups as a whole, whether it's by an ETF or uh, the, the group charts, uh, it's important to kind of also look at who the leaders are in the group and, mm -hmm. and get a good sense of what's holding up the best. Right. Exactly. One more ETF, and that is XLP. So this is consumer staples up four tenths of a percent today after a strong move on Friday. So if we are seeing staples outperform, Justin, what does that tell us? That, that tells us more defensive, right? And so that, that makes me a little concerned. Uh, certainly when you have a bad economy, that's where uh, people like to hide, right? They like to hide in what's considered safe and the consumer staples are one of those areas. Um, you know, now granted part of the strength today, you know, could have been from, uh, you know, Coca-Cola uh, that had, that had earnings today, but I mean, it was, it was up early, but it gave back yeah. a lot of its, um, a, a, a lot closed of lower. Yeah. Closed yeah. lower for the day. Um, so, you know, but there's, there's a lot of the defensive areas. So in beverages, non-alcoholic, uh, food confectionery, you mm -hmm. know, your Campbell's soup, your Hershey's. I mean, just look at Hershey's HSY. That's, uh, you know, that's looking like a growth stock. So whenever you get those consumer staples that are looking strong, that always gives me a little bit of a concern that it's going to kind of, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of sucking up the energy, uh, from the room and sucking up the money because mm. of fear. So if we can kind of see a little less strength in the, consumer staples and a little bit more in the growth, I think that'll be better for the market. Yeah, something to watch there, no doubt. Okay, well, let's take a look at some individual movers here today. Here's Whole Logic in the medical equipment group, number 35 out of 197. So that's pretty strong, up 1.9% today. So this looks like a pretty compelling cup with handle breakout, except we did not see that volume accompany today's move. Yeah. And, and again, this is just something I kept on seeing over and over today as I was screening for stocks, looking for things that looked interesting. I saw some very pretty patterns. You know, I mean, this, I, I can't find any fault with this cup with handle, just looking at the price action. It's a very symmetrical chart. Um, you know, it's not, not too deep, uh, not, you know, there's just a lot to like about the chart. It's, um, and, and if you go back to the weekly chart, kind of take that step back, you can see that we're kind of getting at this long-term area of resistance going back all the way to February 2021, which is when a lot of the growth stocks did top. This is really where we kind of thought of the bear market starting for a lot right. of stocks. So we're right there at a critical area, and it would just be really nice to see some volume come in here. Now, look, this is one where it, it does have some a lot of red numbers lately mm -hmm. in the last you know few quarters here. Um, 
2023 estimates not looking great, but it looks like there's a little bit of a turnaround expected for 2024. This does have earnings coming up, uh, you know, uh, shortly. So that's going to be one of those things where I think guidance might be important to look at. But this medical area, I keep on seeing a lot of groups, whether it's the medical systems equipment, the products, the biomed biotech. Uh, there's a lot of areas in this um, in this spot where you're just seeing strength. But again, right now, volume is lacking in a mm -hmm. lot of them too. Well, speaking of strength in the medical related groups, uh, is that something we're going to cover on the podcast this week by chance? It is. Yep. So uh, Ken Shreve is going to be uh, on the show. Uh, so we're going to be taping that on Wednesday and it's going to drop on Thursday. But healthcare is going to be one of the big, uh, big topics, you know, how you handle a lot of these stocks. And this, you know, healthcare, medical, this was one of the go-to areas that Bill O'Neill often would uh, fall mm. back on because you would see you know, in, in almost every cycle, he would find there were good, some retail stocks that would be very interesting, some leisure stocks that would be very interesting, and medical was one of those that you could almost count on some type Ooh. of breakthrough happening. And let's not forget one of his first stocks that he ever uh, really made it big on was Syntex, which was the birth control pill. So it's firmly in the medical area. Yes, a lot of innovation uh, looks like it's percolating in that in that area right now. So looking forward to a detailed discussion on that from you guys later in the week. Now let's go on over to Southern Copper, SCCO. We saw a breakout attempt a couple of weeks ago, then it uh, pulled back in. But today, finding support, and I guess Friday too, finding mm -hmm. support right where you'd like to see. Yeah, so... Um, I, I have no problem with pullbacks. You know, this is something again that we we see in a lot of the best performing stocks of each market cycle. We see a lot of them, forty percent or more, pull back to their buy points after breaking out. So th that part is not a bothersome part. Again, what I'd like to see is um, you know some some volume come in here as it gets support. Right now, it's getting support exactly where you'd want it. It's right at the top of that double bottom base right at its 21-day moving average line. Uh, as you mentioned, there was nice supporting action on Friday. Uh, today ended up being an inside day. I was kind of hoping to see it kind of cross over uh, Friday's high. Didn't quite get mm -hmm. there. So that's what I'm going to be watching for you know, tomorrow. Um, I guess the one thing that you could say about SCCO that's on the plus side is that you didn't really have much volume come in on the downside. In fact, if you look at right. um, you know, one, of those, one of the strongest days, I mean, that you know, one of the highest volume days uh, where you see that little orange balloon. I mean, that was probably your worst day in terms of volume, but it was only down less than a percent and got supported at um, 10 day moving average line, kind of closed mid range. Uh, right. So not very heavy volume on the downside. But again, I'd like to see a little bit more volume on the plus side. Uh, that would that would make me feel a little bit better about this. And, um, you know, we also saw FCX in the same area. Uh, that was also setting up, but you know that had earnings already, and the earnings there sent it down below its uh, below its 50-day moving average line. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with SECO coming up. Yes, it will. Okay, so from mining metal ores over to mining gold, silver gems. Here's AGI bouncing off of its 21-day line. We looked at a GDX a little bit earlier. So this move didn't get the volume behind it, but on the upside, we sure have seen quite a bit of volume with this breakout here. And we've got earnings in two days, so it's not like we really would have wanted to do anything with it anyway today, Justin, with it being so close to earnings. Yeah, that's that's a tough that's a tough call to make, you know, kind of stepping in front of that train. Um, but you know what I will say about this that um, 
again, I think sets it a little bit apart. So just let's take one more look at GDX. Uh, so again, GDX was also getting support at its 21 day moving average line, but you know, it, it looks to me like, again, AGI kind of had further that it went um, into mm -hmm. new high ground and right. then pulled back as opposed to kind of being more of a handle like what mm. we saw in GDX. So that puts it right. in a little bit better of a position. And while it doesn't have volume today, it really did have some strong volume on that oh, yeah. move. So that can be your rocket fuel for uh, kind of, you know, once you get past the uh, atmosphere, you can kind of drift a little bit more, right? You don't need as yeah. much oomph behind your, your rocket. So um, that's right. one of the things that's a plus here. Uh, again, volume, about half of its average today. You see that negative 46% in the upper mm -hmm. right-hand corner. So that is an issue, but um, I, it's forgivable, especially because you had all of that volume that came in before. Mm -hmm. uh, but as you mentioned, Earnings are coming up, uh, so that is something to be be aware yeah. of. Uh, also, other group um, group members in here that we're watching uh, from our Ivy Live Ready List include WPM. You know exactly where I'm going. Uh, <laughs> Wheat and Precious Metals Good. and uh, Educated Guess. Yeah, FNV uh, is another one. Uh, and and these two also showed really good volume on the upside there, and very little volume on the downside. So that's that's the ratio you kind of mm -hmm. want to see. Yeah, I want to go back to AGI because why not do something a little fun right at the end of the show? And that is uh, to set the relative strength line versus, let's see here, I'm going to do a symbol and I'm going to do GDX. So that way we can also just see the kind of relative strength versus the group. You can see it is definitely outperforming that uh, group ETF. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great tool to kind of do a comparison. I mean, uh, our, our default is looking at the relative strength versus the S&P 500, you know, to give you a sense of where you're at. But certainly, if you really want to find who the leaders are, you can take, mm -hmm. uh, you, you can take the group, Anything. you can take, um, you know, you can take versus one of the ETFs, there's a lot of different mm -hmm. instruments that you can choose. So having the flexibility to choose that instrument, so you can mm -hmm. truly see hey, what do I really want to compare this against? Um, and it's very simple. When you see that line going up, that means it's outperforming right. whatever you're comparing it against. When you see that line going down, it's underperforming. And mm -hmm. it's hard to argue against that really, really strong line right now. Right. Because, I mean, I guess I, I should have been doing that when it was setting up in this base uh, down here, Justin, because that could have maybe given us a little bit of a early tell uh, last winter that this could be a leader with the RS line clearly in new high ground as it was forming the right side of the space. Well, and, and you know, it was tough because a lot of times you look at what's what's holding up best and when it's gold, you know, that that's kind of a flight <laughs> to safety, right? right? That's usually fear based. And so uh, there's a reason why it's it's hard to do because, yeah. you know, when, when you're most fearful, uh, that's when gold starts looking the best and, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough sell sometimes, but, yeah. uh, yeah, that relative strength does kind of take out the, um, the emotional part of it and really lets you know, Hey, this is, this is what's working right now, whether you like it or not. All right. Good stuff. One more thing while I'm on Marcus Smith that I might as well point out, uh, just a little bit of a tease. Some people on IBD live has, have said, what is Allie's magic eight screen? And I'm going to keep, <laughs> the mystery alive until the market smith quarterly stock guide drops i had a little bit of fun coming okay. up with a a new screen for everyone so once that uh 
marketsmithquarterlies.guide drops. That's where you'll be able to find it. And then and then I'll maybe share it on IBD Live. But... Does that have anything to do with like the magic eight ball that you used to get from like cereal boxes? I mean, that's what I was I was like kind of okay. it was a nod. It was a nod to the magic eight ball. My lucky Very number good. is eight. So yeah. it is like an eight theme. You'll see. My college roommates can attest to that's how I chose my major in college. So, oh my yeah. gosh. well, you turned out okay, Justin. Uh, right. you may have relied on the magic eight ball for your major, may have gotten dropped on your head, uh, but, you, <laughs> but you turned out okay. Justin and I have worked together long enough. We can, we can give each other grief. All right, everyone. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in on that lovely note. We'll see you on IBD Live tomorrow morning for all the fun as this big earnings week continues to pick up steam. So we'll see you then. Thanks so much, everyone. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.